So hi, one of the good nice podcasts with paper jackets. We're gonna ask them some questions today. I'm gonna start. So what inspired you guys to start the band, and what does the band name mean? Uh, band was started a couple years ago, and the band name is just kind of random. Um, you know, like most band names, I would assume are pretty random, but just something. Uh, you know, um, you know, like. Gosh, you know, it's, it's weird. I always have, like, two versions of this that I like to tell people. And I guess there, there's sort of like a uh, a darker past to our, our band. N- not everybody, but I, I got to speak for myself, I guess, only. Just of, like, drinking and using drugs and stuff like that. And I think Paper Jackets, to me, is sort of a, uh, a, way, a way of concealing the truth. You know, like, you hide behind this sort of jacket or mask or whatever you want to call it. And um, it's just some, it's kind of like, it's, that's basically the, the idea, you know, that I, I, I kind of would come upon these bottles with paper wrapped around them. And I was simultaneously trying to figure out a name for the band. And so I was like, paper jackets, I don't know, you know, that truly yeah. that's the truth right there. So. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so congrats on your newest release, Souvenirs, Volume 1. How do you feel about the response to it so far? I feel like it's been really positive. Um, you know, we've just been kicking around a few singles every every couple of months or so. Um, released a lot of content, um, especially this year. That's been really important since we haven't been able to tour because of COVID. So we're just kind of keeping our faces out there and trying to put out as much as possible. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, So can you tell me a little bit about your writing process for that uh, album and how it changed? Did it change at all from your first release to this one? Yeah, I think it's changed a lot, actually, quite a lot since the first releases. And um, I'd say most most evident with with the change in has been kind of how we introduced Amy into the band as being like, uh, you know, she's been fronting the band as well like and it's been really cool like with the sort of interplay between uh male and female leads and just kind of really utilizing like the whole uh dynamic and the range of like you know kind of like what what we kind how the personality of our voices kind of works off each other and that kind of thing so I like that a lot when I was listening through that album, the uh, the back and forth of the vocals and whatnot. So, yeah, it's a good yeah. touch. Oh, thank you. And I, I feel like yeah, it's this, even this more. more of that. You were saying what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Say it. Oh, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna see more and more of that dynamic as we keep releasing okay. new new tracks and whatnot. All right, very All right, exciting. Solid, yeah. So, where was your headspace while creating that record, actually? Oh man, I guess all over the place. Um, the the most recent record are you talking about, like Drugs and Honey, or the Souvenirs? Souvenirs, volume Souvenirs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, it's our headspace has been kind of everywhere, and I think a lot of people feel even before the pandemic and all of COVID, I think life was already kind of challenged, had its challenges. So I think we've always kind of been on the hustle, on the grind. I think it's been a very go, 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 let's get like hungry, hungry hippos kind of mentality. Um, 
just gobbling all the little uh, things. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do think like souvenirs. The the first volume. What's different about it from what's going to happen in the second volume is those songs, um, the majority of them have been, it's like a collection of work since 2016, maybe even before, because oh, wow. I don't know when you started writing yeah. these ideas. Yeah, um, yeah and I, I think there must have been 30 or 40 tracks to pick from. So we kind of just picked what we felt was best out of those years, you know? Yeah. So then what was that process like? How did you guys go from trimming down those 30 or 40 tracks to the 10 that made the album? We definitely had help. <laughs> we had, you know, the band, we have our own opinions about everything. Everyone has their own favorite. Um, and then we have, you know, management and A&R help along with that. Yeah. But James, you were speaking. I was going to, you know, and she's she's exactly right we did have a lot of help but i think it's a combination of the newest uh the newer vision that kind of shares that dynamic we just talked about and then like also what we were most excited about and then some of the stuff is like well what we weren't going to be able to part with from the uh the older stuff so i think there's certain there are certain songs that you just like didn't want to part with and then, but, but you also are balancing that with, oh, I'm really excited about this new stuff. So I think it was just our favorites. And yeah, exactly. Like uh, what we thought would do the best. Okay. So right. pretty much this release was just like bridging the gap and like introducing that dynamic that you guys have now between the male and female vocals. Was the idea yeah. behind it? Okay. Oh, all right. Uh, so what band or artist influences do you think you can hear the most on this record then? Ooh, we have so many. I know like a band that we all really love is uh, Mother Mother. I'm not sure if you hear that in our music, but um, we really dig their vibe. I, you know, we all we all have such different um, influences. I feel like it just makes our own thing. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to pinpoint like uh, a few, you know, a lot of people will say stuff like, yeah, the 1975 really influenced my band. And, you know, or like, uh, you know, this band. We like them too. We do, yeah. But, you know, I, I feel like she's right. There's such a there's such a broad range of, like, influences. It's, it'd be hard to say one or the other. But I, I feel like there we've, we have definitely been listening a lot to, like, um, Mr. Wives. You know, we've, like, that's a band kind of similar to us. We, you know, we've been listening to Mother Mother as Amy said, and um, just a lot of really cool indie bands, you know, like Walk the Moon, I think has been kind of a, I mean, maybe it's been like a year since that record came out, but I really feel like we have a lot of similarities and um, and so on. But um, there's there's such a vast list, you know. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so what made you choose the name Souvenirs Volume 1? And is there any meaning behind the cover art? Exactly. So like, just like we were talking about this being a collection of work that's, that spans like almost a four year period. Um, the, the, the idea of souvenirs is that you kind of like have collected these um, trinkets or what have you along the way, you've collected these relics uh, from your, your sort of like, this is the soundtrack of your life. And these are like the relics that you've sort of picked up along the way. That is so cool. I really like yeah. 
That's so Each cool. object kind of relates to a song on the record, too. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. It's yeah. like a hidden meetings, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so did you just randomly select the things on the cover then to represent each song? Or did you just kind of say, oh, this has this vibe? We had an ongoing list of things we thought were cool enough visually, but also served meaning and the broader purpose of like what the like what these what these relics were and like and also too I think we we assigned meaning to each relic. You know, it's sort of it's kind of arbitrary because I mean like to, to some degree a yard flamingo is just a yard flamingo, you know what I mean? But but we assigned meaning to them in a in a way that kind of draw that kind of at least explains this point, you know. So when we talk about these 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 things, these items, these relics, it is like the whole package, the souvenir package, you know. And there was there were certain things like there were certain restrictions, like stuff you could get delivered, you know, like stuff that we wanted that we couldn't get or just didn't look right, like didn't blend with the other things. But ultimately, yeah, like each each relic is like symbolic of a a song, a meaning of the, you know, our artistic journey, if you will. Okay. Um, so. All right. Uh, so you mentioned that these songs started as early as like 2016. What song on the record took the longest to write? And then what is your personal favorite? Um, <sighs> My personal favorite is Fairweather Friends. Um, that's more on a personal tip for me, just because I felt like I was really starting to come into my own as part of the band. Okay. Um, as far as recording, that was the first time, like, I actually heard myself more in a lead position. You can hear me on the bridge there. So that was like special to me. I started to feel like the camaraderie and all that. Song that took longest to write. I think. Oh, the longest. Oh, miss you. Yeah. I, well, no, not true. Miss you was actually the fastest to write, but the longest to produce and get to like the end product. Yeah, yeah. I, she said she, it's like we have one mind that we just can share. We share the. We're just sharing the you know the mic here, but yes, she's absolutely right. Like I, I would agree too. My personal favorite, though, I don't know. It's tough. Um, I like slow motion, even though it's kind of a goofy song. Uh, goofy in the sense that it's not super serious. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I think Miss You definitely was a song that we instantly came together and exercised that dynamic we were talking about earlier and really like executed it. Uh, but then kind of got put on the side just because, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's weird. Like, one of our best ideas just kind of got put on the side for a bit and then we came back to it and so yeah it did take the longest to uh to get done okay okay that's fair uh so this one should go like super super fast off the top of your head i want you to describe this album in three words as fast as you can all right you go first amy vibrant youthful <laughs> vibrant youthful humorous okay some humor in there right. i like that one like uh that. like fantastical uh boombastic 
uh, and uh, incendiary. Big word. Holy <laughs> what shit. What does that last word mean? <laughs> Let me get my dictionary out. <laughs> really incendiary is-, is something that's going to catch on fire, like uh, something oh. that's e- easily flammable. Okay. Okay. That's Big cool. That's cool. Words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> words. Mm-hmm. So, you know, is there a certain feeling you want listeners to have while listening to this album? I think there's a certain amount of joy that, you know, like, even though there's a, like a lot of like maybe painful themes or subjects, I think there's a lot of like hope on the other side of that. So I think hopeful, um, there's a lot of fun production on this. So I think there's a fair amount of enjoyment, you know, you can get from that and just kind of like not taking it so seriously. I think a lot of music is super, a lot of, I should say a lot of artists are super serious or they take it super serious. I think this is like more lighthearted. And so I think you should relax when you listen to this too, you know, not, it's not so urgent. The world isn't going to end, you know, that kind of thing. All right. I mean, it might. But oh, no. yeah. Now why 2020 is going. <laughs> Solid. All right. So you guys actually dropped a new single, Drugs and Honey. Is there anything leading up to it? Like, is it leading up to anything, I should say? Like, album, EP, what are we talking about here? Tell us everything, please. All right, Amy, you go first. <laughs> well, uh, the plan is we're, we're going to be dropping a few singles because we've been writing even more. Um, and there, there is a second volume, and we're not sure on the release date just yet. But I'm thinking that's going to happen maybe first half of next year. Okay. All right. Would you say that's fair? Yeah. Games? Yeah. I, you know, it's been a weird rollout with some of this stuff, but I think sometimes it, you know, even though it's not what we planned, it, I think it is the best thing for us right now. Um, and we, so yeah, we've got a couple singles to kind of tie us over between now and the end of the year. And then as things start back up next year, when everything is totally is fine and back to normal, hopefully um, we'll, we'll be doing a lot more and hopefully getting out to, you know, I want to say play shows in March. Hopefully that's what we're trying to do. So yeah, it's leading up, it's leading up to that sort of hope of like, let's get out, let's go back, let's play, let's put out music in a way that that's super meaningful for, uh, you know, listeners. So will this also showcase more of that um, dynamic since this album was like bridging the gap? Can we expect even more of that on this upcoming release? Fully. And I think you see it a lot in Drugs and Honey, you know? Yes. Um, And our next single, I think, has even more Amy, which is awesome. Um, It's all like we kind of have this thing of like sort of um, like there's, there's some songs off volume two that we that we really like that are like heavily Amy featured and it's cool. It's, it's cool to hear her and kind of like hear how it's, how sort of the, the, the stage can be shared. It feels really refreshing and, and nice. So All right. very yeah. exciting. Uh, and so- I like, I like sharing leads. I think it's like interesting dynamic. You don't feel like so much pressure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just past. <laughs> yeah. So where do you guys see the band in the next five years? Popping the five-year question. I like yeah. it. Actively, actively working. That's all I can ever ask for, you know? Yeah. 
My goal, like my goal personally is, has never been fame. I just want to be an actively working musician, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Sure. Provided that everything is like, uh, you know, stable enough for us to make our way around and act, you know, act uh, as, as normal. Uh, yeah. We would love to continue to just be working and like continue to put out records that matter to people, you know? Definitely. All right. Uh, so for the last couple questions, we're actually going to shift away from music, if that's okay with you. Sure. Sick. All right. So we're going to go to death row for a little bit then. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Mm. Mm -hmm. I would, if it was me, I would just, I would, I would just have the drink, I think. Oh. Okay. What would that be? Yeah. You know, uh, I don't know, maybe like some kind of fancy scotch. Okay. All right, solid. Yeah. We haven't gotten just a drink before. That's new. But uh, if, hey, you, look, think... if you're asking, if you're asking what I would like to eat, if I, if it was just, if it was just about eating, mm -hmm. I'd say like some scallops and mm -hmm. maybe a medium rare, uh, you know, filet and some, some like mashed potatoes and stuff. That's like the kind of guy I am, you know, maybe All a right. crab cake. Ooh, all right, all right. <laughs> I mean, normally I would say sushi because that's my favorite food, but I feel like if I was on death row, I'd probably want something comforting that my mom made me as a kid. Oh. You know? Like, nice. even if something as simple as, like, spaghetti and meatballs, you know, just, like, something comforting, and I would probably just drink poison and get it over with. Oh, oh my god. All right. <laughs> Do it yourself, we, you went like way. really wholesome, and then you're like, "I'll just drink some poison." Exactly. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's easy as that. Take the 180 there. <laughs> so, if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? The Mushroom Kingdom. From oh. Mario. Oh my god. Uh, I want to live there so bad. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I've played a lot of Odyssey this year and a lot of um, <laughs> I just beat Mario 64 again. Oh, yeah. You know, had a lot of downtime. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I really just I want to live in like the Mario world. Okay. okay. I totally second that because, but because you asked this, like, I don't want to give the same answer. Um, but I will say that um, I've also played a lot of Odyssey this year and it's been awesome. Um, but if I had to live in a fantasy world for a week, one week, mm -hmm. I'm saying I'm not even a big Harry Potter fan, but I would say Hogwarts. Okay. Which, just, which because, just because why not, you know? Yeah. You know? Good reason. You have a glass already. So. <laughs> Wait, what's your, what's your house? Oh, I don't know. I don't know a lot about the uh -huh. various houses. Mm -hmm. But I would, I would want to be, I wouldn't want to be a student, though, because... Yeah. Okay. I don't want to get pushed around in, in the in this in this in this way. I, I'd want to be like just somebody who wasn't involved in all of the craziness, you know. Like I don't want to yeah, have yeah. to deal with any stuff. I just want to try magic and maybe have some cool, you know. I don't know. People watching. Okay. Okay. Just cool, hanging out. Cool. Yeah. 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 Just vibing. All right. So uh, I have the honor of asking the last question, and every single person you've spoken to has actually said it's the most important question. What's your favorite oh, color? Oh. Um, <laughs> Disappointed. Sorry, I, I didn't mean, I was like, I kind of went in, I didn't know you finished the question. 
my favorite color. What's your favorite color, Amy? You know what's interesting? I say I hate the color pink, but I sure do wear it a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's like a mauve. You know what? Mauve. Like a blush mauve. pink. Mm-hmm. Chartreuse. You know? Taste. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It has like an vibe to it, too. Mm-hmm. I like, man, a single color. Just one. I don't know. I don't want to be lame and say I like the color blue, but I really do like blue. I like 80s aesthetic colors, like vintage, like kind of like warm colors, mm-hmm. like like even like a like a faded burnt orange, just gives me something. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Right. So just an 80s color, whichever one. Yeah, 80s aesthetic. All right. Uh, nice so- yeah just some like nice vintage grain you know yeah. the nice like yeah. warm like kind of like this color behind me it's just, like a nice wood paneling yeah okay you know? warm. that's sick i like mm-hmm. warmth just warmth. warmth warm beige give nice. me beige beige <laughs> <laughs> so as glory said that is all the questions we have today is there anything you'd like to plug um not now <laughs> Just, just check it yeah. out if you haven't. Get out, play Mario Odyssey, listen to Drugs and Honey by Paper Jackets. All right. And Mario Six dude, Mario Kart eight online is the is gas. What? It's straight awesome. <laughs> so just Are you any sponsored? Mario game. Yeah. I just get yeah, I, I just love the online gameplay because we get rocked by like kids in other countries. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> the twelve-year-old that just rolled out of bed just kicked your ass. Oh, yeah. oh my god, murking. just nasty. Well, that's where we'll leave it. Thank you for sitting out with us, guys. This has been Paper Jackets, and uh, we're the Good Noise Podcast. <laughs>